This podcast is brought to you by Amy Jen Su, the author of a new book entitled The Leader You Want to Be, Five Essential Principles for Bringing Out Your Best Self Every Day. Please listen to podcast number 755, where Greg and Amy discuss the principles of purpose, process, people, presence, and peace. These qualities help make great leaders become even better. Learn more about the importance of using these principles in your role as a leader and how you can become more centered, grounded, and focused as a leader in this business world where more is always expected. I hope you enjoy this great interview with author Amy Jen Su about her new book, The Leader You Want to Be. For more information about Amy and her new book, please visit www.paraviz, spelt P-A-R-A-V-I-S, partners.com, backslash, our dash latest dash book. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voison, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And we have Tamara S. Raymond on with us, joining us from Virginia. She's the founder and president of Innovative Management Consulting. And she has a new pocket guide out. And I want to make sure my listeners know that it is a pocket guide. It's an easy read. Um, you could probably get through this in, uh, I'm going to say, an hour or less even. Um, the book is called Careering, The Pocket Guide to Exploring Your Future Career. Tamara, good day to you. How are you doing? Good day to you, Greg. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure having you on our show. And we've had many guests on talking about career and how to find how to find your perfect career. And I know your book helps people do that. It helps them empower teens, but not only teens and young adults, um, but anybody in the job market and how to help them identify their interests, their talents, their passions, and identify jobs that they would be most suited for. Um, I'm going to let our listeners know something about you. Tamara Raymond is a certified leadership development career coach strategist committed to professional career and leadership development for adults and emerging leaders, as well as guidance for teens in determining their career path. Uh, Tamara's 15-year professional tenure has featured leadership career and executive coaching, corporate management consulting, serving as an HR subject matter expert, the organizational change leader, and as we said, her new book here, Careering the Pocket Guide to Exploring Your Future. Um, she's got unique experience that she brings to the table. Um, she's focusing her passion on coaching and mentoring and empowering um, not only adults, but younger adults uh, who are looking at getting out of school. Tomorrow's hand-on experience is she's a competent by a Master of Arts in Organizational Science and a graduate certificate in leadership coaching from the George Washington University and a certification in the Berkman Method. Um, in addition, she received a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and a minor in International Relations from Lawrence University in Appleton, Wisconsin. Well, pleasure having you on the show. It's always nice to have someone speaking about something that, you know, in today's world, especially with the millennials, you know, they say they change jobs probably six, seven, eight times, right? Um, yes. And you, sometimes you don't always get it right. Um, and it's not really about getting it right, is there? It's about you finding the career choice that you really want. So as a leadership development coach and someone who's a strategist, and 
let's say somebody's feeling stuck tomorrow. How do you help them get unstuck and find the right career path? Well, it actually starts with the mindset. You know, the the, the interesting uh, block I come across uh, most often is people thinking that they have to have all the answers and not realizing that there's a reason, you know, I call the book Careering. It's a journey. And instead of going to a place of, I have all the answers, this is what I need to do, let's take a step back, you know, let's focus on, let's look at what your interests are. What comes naturally to you? What do people come to you for? Then take a look at what careers are out there or what jobs are out there that may fit with those interests and do a little more digging, do a little more research and try them out. So in the world of exploring, it's actually taking on or doing that particular job or task because what you think it is might not be what it is in reality. So true, you know, and you've broken your book down into what you call steps and, you know, opportunity to to explore different careers. Um, How do you help people like in the younger adult arena? who want to look at ways that they could find various careers. You give some examples like volunteering American Red Cross or doing something nonprofit. Um, What are some of the extracurricular activities or community activities that you help people look at that can actually help them find their path in in career? Sure. So, as a young person, you're in high school, for example, and there are different clubs and organizations that actually provide you with the opportunity to explore. So if you think, okay, I'm interested in politics or government in some capacity, then take a look at student government. If, for example, you enjoy um, journalism, you know, that's the path you want to take, then look for opportunities where you currently are. And that's the same for adults or teens. So look for opportunities where you currently are that could give you exposure to that particular topic or career. So in journalism, it could be, you know, the media club, the video club, the yearbook, the high school newspaper, or if you're in college, the college newspaper, Opportunities that are closer to home that may be readily available to you are my first step of defense, so to speak. (laughs) The place I recommend you starting are the places that are closer to home, which ironically Mm -hmm. is sometimes the last place we look. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because you mentioned that in your next chapter, I should say your next step, which is key resources to help you explore different career options. And I'm not certain that, you know, many of us, when we go out and look for a career, we're not looking to actually, you know, talk to the parents or siblings or extended family members. We're thinking, oh, well, we got to get advice from an outside source, right? Like, uh, we've got to do that. So what are some of the things that these resources that one can rely on that one could look to 
um, for different career options? Sure. I am absolutely very guilty of some of these things, which is the reason why they're in the book. I coach other people on them, but it also helps me personally. And in the book, I, that's step three, I break it out into people, places, and events. Now, for me, people could be parents, siblings, or extended family. When I was actually in the process of writing my book, I thought, okay, it's time for editing. You know, I happened to be having a conversation with my mother. And I said to her, you know, oh, I'm going to start editing the book. And she says to me quite casually, you know, you may want to consider you having your aunt read the book. What I wasn't present to in the moment when I made the, the decision that this was what I was going to do next is that my aunt is actually chair of an English department at a renowned university. <laughs> so, you know, huh. I think that's a place I did not look. Now, is this something I knew? Yes. Did it occur to me in the moment? No. You know, and um, I have a client, actually, who had a project she was very passionate about, a grassroots project. And she goes to this gas station every week, very friendly with the attendant and the owners. And one week... The attendant came out and she said to her, how was your week? You know, what's been going on? And instead of saying, oh, it's great, and getting into her car and leaving, which she usually does, she actually took the time to stop and share what she was passionate about. What she didn't know was that the attendant knew the governor and was able to put them in contact. And it made a huge difference for her project. It was exceedingly successful. So it's usually yeah. the people who are in our lives who we trust and we know and we see on a daily basis that we don't think to connect To with. ask. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. you know, there was Russell Conwell wrote a a story and it was called Acres of Diamonds. Do you remember that? Yeah. So at any rate, it's about looking in your own backyard. We go all mm -hmm. over the world seeking resources, but if you really look in your backyard, you have diamonds right there. And that brings me to this step four, which is the power of networking. You know, so many people have been on my show talking about networking, you know, all the various forms of networking. Some people are shy. They don't like to network. They don't like to go to certain places. What do you recommend that how people create this uh, web um, beyond the social media places like Facebook and LinkedIn? We know, obviously, I, I think mm -hmm. my LinkedIn account has 4,800 people. But out of the 4,800 people, how many do I know? I get about, I don't know, eight to 10 requests a day from people that say they want to link up with me. Well, link up to me doesn't mean that's a network. Um, so how do you find a deep, uh, deep relationship, especially when it comes to finding a new position, job, or something that you're passionate about? That is an excellent question. And I tend to think of networking in two categories, traditional networking and creative networking. And it's just something I do for myself and I encourage my clients to do because it gets me thinking outside of the box. 
Now, I consider myself quite the introvert. So <laughs> networking is, when I think of it as this overarching thing that I have to do, I need to go meet X number of people, it can, I have this experience of being overwhelmed. But when I take a step back and look at it as connecting one-on-one with people and individuals who I can contribute to or who we can make a difference together, it makes the world of difference. So traditional networking, that's usually where you go to the LinkedIn that you were talking about or social media and you, or, you know, it could be an event, right? So it could be an interviewing um, or recruiting event and you wear your suit and tie and you go and hand out your resume. So yes, that is what would be considered traditional uh, networking. And it has its place and it sometimes yields results. But where I've seen the most results is in what I call creative networking. You could be on, you know, a soccer team with a friend or there are a group of people who you meet with every Friday. The people who you interact with, who you don't think to ask (laughs) or share what you're up to, because it could be that your relationship is siloed. And what I mean by that is, oh, you play football with them, so your conversation tends to be centered around that. And it doesn't occur to you to share with this person who you already have an established relationship with about what you're up to professionally. You know, yeah, you it really your- it, it comes back to the same thing that, you know, many of these resources that we overlook are right underneath our nose, you know, and networking is one of those things. You know, I think what you have to do is lift your any apprehensions you might have about speaking to somebody or letting them know what you're up to, like you said, or saying, Hey, you know, I'm out of work. I'm looking for a physician and hopefully remove the fear you have, because I know so many people are afraid to take that step and just tell somebody their personal story. What's up? Can you help me? And I find that more people want to help than anything. And that's the best part about it. Now, one of the areas that becomes a cog in the wheel is applying, and that's your step five. And I've talked Mm -hmm. to so many people that, you know, okay, they go into LinkedIn, they find a job, they get into the internet, they apply, the algorithm comes back and says, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, you're not qualified for the position, or we have a better candidate or whatever, and they get discouraged. And it doesn't, you know, I, I see this happen more with senior people, meaning people who are in the upper end of the category in their 50s and 60s who are looking to make Mm -hmm. changes than I do in the younger arena, because I do believe there is a high degree of discrimination. But on the other hand, um, you find this true all across the board. What advice would you have for people that are going that route? You know, hey, I found the job on LinkedIn. I really like it. The job description looks good. Uh, They put in their application. Uh, They go through this whole process and uh, the algorithm goes, beep, sorry, you're not the one. Uh, Any advice for them getting around that? Absolutely. And it is tied to networking, Uh, but it looks a little differently. You actually might know someone um, who knows someone 
<laughs> within the six years of separation, uh, who is in that organization. So you can go to social media, you can go to LinkedIn and see who you're connected with in that arena. And you could reach out, actually reach out, send an email, or if it's you know a company you're familiar with, try to get somebody on the phone and ask that person, if it's not somebody related to the recruiting um, process, say the recruiter or the hiring manager, you know, request an informational interview, have a conversation with them, you know, things that they wish they had known to try to get into that industry, into that particular company. Um, you know, are there any helpful tips they could share? And they might be able to offer insight that you don't already know about the process itself. And then in the world of recruiting, um, if you've applied for a position in that company before and you didn't get the role, if something else becomes available, reach out to that recruiter or that person, especially if there's a name anywhere in your communication back and forth, uh, reach out to that person and say, hey, is this a position that you're recruiting for? I'm very interested and would like to be considered. And they may say yes, or they may say no. And if they say no, you know, you can make the request. Can you forward my resume to the person who is in charge of this position of recruiting for this position? Right. It's so, that's great advice. I mean, you know, when you think about it, people are going to pick up this little pocket guide because they're really looking for your advice and wisdom. And, um, it's not always apparent that they can do that. But like you said, if you find somebody on LinkedIn, if you look at the number of connections they have and those people are connected with inside the company or you ask a person who's a third degree person to, you know, hey, write me uh, an email and an introduction to that person. I think all of those techniques are are really great and it's an obvious way to do it. Now, you... One of the things is once, let's say you get to that point, right? And now you're saying developing your interviewing skills. Some people are horrible interviewers, right? Or I should say or horrible interviewees. Uh, the interviewers are really good. The people are not really good at it. What advice do you have for sharpening these skills that are really very, very, very important? I should say very again, because how you come off at that interview is 99% of the game. I would say there are two things um, that are key. One, do your research. I had a conversation with a recruiter with Novartis, and they are in the mining and metals industry, aluminum. And she, she told me once that when she would ask people, what do you know about the company? Or, you know, can you tell me you know, where you found out about us or what have you? Um, People would actually refer to uh, Novartis, which is a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> and these are people who were interviewing for managerial or director level positions. So do your research, even if it's just pulling up the company website or going to their profile on a social media site or something, just to make sure that you have your facts straight. A lot of times we're busy Things happen, life happens to us all. Just do your research so you're on point in your interviewing. And remember that interviewing is a two-way street. 
we sometimes forget that, especially when we're in the midst of, oh, I really want a job or I really need a job. We forget that interviewing is a two-way street. Right. You want to find out if this is a place you also want to work. Correct. The culture, the people, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not all about remuneration, although most people go out and they think it's about remuneration. It really is working at a place where you would love to work and that you see, I would say in most cases, advancement opportunity as well. You know, is this a place where I can actually move up the ladder? Am I going to be stuck in this uh, position that I'm, you know, entry level position that you might be hiring for? Tamara, if there was one bit of advice that you'd like to leave our listeners with and you'd like to say, hey, look, if you picked up careering, this is what I'd really hope that you get out of this uh, pocket guide. And we also have uh, an offering that we're going to make to the listeners. But what would you tell them? What would you say to our listeners today who are out there that are in between a career, they're feeling frustrated, they've been on LinkedIn, they've applied for jobs. Um, and I would say, let's say that their, their ambitions have been thwarted, right? Um, so they mm-hmm. stop looking, actually. Um, what advice do you have for somebody like that? I would say, take a step back. Remember, it's a journey. And you can actually explore it from a place of fun and adventure. So you've done the tried and true. It didn't work the way you wanted it to. You're frustrated. Well, now you can really play. (laughs) You know, play with it. And don't take yourself too seriously in that context. So, you know, you can then go ahead and pick up the phone, call the company. Hey, I've applied to... Uh, five jobs. I love the company. I really want to work there. Who should I talk to? Now you've been able to let go of a bit of the fear because you've done what you thought you were supposed to do and it didn't yield the results you wanted. You're not alone. This is not unique to you. And now you have the permission to play and have fun and maybe try something that you never thought you would either enjoy or do. That's really, that's good advice. Now we have um, an, a free download that people can get by contacting you. Um, you also have the imcleader.com website. And at that website, if you go to uh, the careeringbook.com, is that correct? That's the link yes. they can go to. You'll be yes. redirected to the Innovative Management Consulting site, which is Tamara's website. Um, there you can see uh, more about the book and learn more about the book. It's really quite an easy read. When she says it's a pocket guide, it is a pocket guide. If you want a quick pocket guide, this would be the book to get. Um, what is it that you'd like to offer the listeners today, Tamara? I would actually like to offer a comprehensive guide to interviewing. Uh, for your listeners. I think it would be a fun, easy, quick read. You see a trend with that. And just go ahead and contact me in this subject or the, uh, just put inside uh, personal growth or your dream career. And that will come directly to me. 
All right, and we'll we'll put a link to to uh, tomorrow's website in our blog. But if you would give them your email address, because that would be good for those that are listening now that want to take it down. Sure, my email address is t raymond t r a y m o n d at imcleaders.com. Okay, so I that's... am as in Mary C as in Charlie Leaders.com. Okay, t raymond at imcleaders.com and you can request put inside personal growth this uh, interviewing guide correct absolutely yes correct. all right well tomorrow a pleasure having you on inside personal growth and speaking about your pocket guide again we've been on t- with tamara raymond um, she is the founder of innovative management consulting they're in Virginia. This book is called Careering the Pocket Guide to Exploring Your Future Career. Tomorrow, thanks for your wisdom and advice that you provided to our audience today and our listening audience. And for those of you, again, who want to get uh, the free interviewing guide, um, we will have a link in our blog as well um, so that you can uh, access that and the link to her uh, email address, and she will send you a copy of that. Tamara, thanks so much for being on Inside Personal Growth. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. All the best. This podcast is brought to you by Anise Kavanaugh, the author of a new book entitled Contagious You. Unlock your power to influence, lead, and create the impact you want. Please listen to podcast number 753, where Anise and Greg speak about how great leaders enable and encourage positive and contagious energy, as well as why nourishing our internal state and our mental health needs to come first if we are to be effective leaders. Please join Greg and Anise in this wonderful interview in podcast number 753. Thanks for listening.